Hey, Justin. Yes. You want to record a podcast? Kind of. We're already recording. No shit, really? Yeah. Well, hell. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Happy Friday, everybody. It is. It's the weekend. Mm-hmm. The weekend is upon us. And it is Dreamy Friday. Dreamy Friday. Should we have like an intro, like a music intro, just like super surreal, like angels playing a harp sort of uh as long as I don't have to sing, I don't give a shit. Cool. Uh, we'll work on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it is I, your host, Gavin. And I, Justin. And we have... Okay, so I got to be honest with you. This is completely a solicited fan request. <laughs> and As in, I solicited our fan and listener and uh, guest, actually, last week uh Derek and uh yeah I was like yo dog do you have a track daily crush because he he likes giving us track daily crushes it's yeah. fun to interact with him uh and so he did uh and let me actually list off I know what the cars are but I want to list off how he uh, had them uh sorted so he's he called it 90s GT V8 sports boats Pretty right specific yep Okay, so uh, we have Lexus SC400, which was effectively the Supra, but Lexified, and uh, it had the 1UZ from the LS400. The NA motor. Uh Uh-huh. The NA motor. Yeah, the one that just runs forever. Mm Mm-hmm. So it has that. And then, uh, actually, fun fact, when Toyota took the Supra racing, you know how like people say, like, oh, the fucking 2JZ is the best thing ever. It's the most robust, can handle 1,000 horsepower, whatever. Guess what they used when they went racing? 1UZ. Yeah. <laughs> the 2JZ was so good, they used the 1UZ when they went racing. Um, so there's that. There is the BMW 840Ci, which also, that was a 4-liter V8, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that would be a point. Two, I believe. BMW made a four point two at some point. Let me pull. They it. had a four point four, and they had a, eventually they had a four point eight. So the eight forty C four point four. That that was it. Four point four. Yep. And then uh, last, some could call at least <laughs> the Jag XK eight. <laughs> um, since I kind of gave that much of an intro, I'm just gonna head into it and uh, give you my answers. Uh, I would crush the Jag because I don't see much of a redeeming quality really with that. Um, It's going to break because guess what? It's a Jag. Yep. It's not going to be as sporty as the BMW. And uh, I don't think it looks that great. So I would crush the Jag and I'm just going to go super predictable and typical and daily the Lexus and track the 840 because that... BMW, the, the chassis tuning is going to be there. Um, and also, just imagine an endurance race with that thing. Oh, yeah. With the he- the pop-up headlights up. <laughs> That's That would just be the best. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then daily the Lexus because that it's a million-mile engine. Oh, just yeah. Just fucking runs. Just make sure you put ATF in the power steering pump. <laughs> yep. And you're good. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, ironically, my parents' Sequoia actually has the later derivative of that same engine. Oh, nice. The TUZFE. Oh, cool. Cool. Which, as far as their V8s go, is 
right up there, as far as the truck V, it goes right up there heralded with the 1UZ as being, you know, since it's... Just runs forever. Yeah. So there's someone in New Zealand. So you and I were talking about uh, Miata swaps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There is someone in New Zealand that 1UZ swapped their Miata. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> that would be a riot. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's great. Yeah. I'm always a fan of swaps that aren't cliche. I mean, there are swaps that are cliche for a reason. I get LS is being strong and light and easy to make power. And... Oh, yeah. I totally get the ease of use factor. Sure. And, like, when there are kits for something that are cohesive and that makes sense. Yep. There's a reason why they, that, why they exist. But oh, yeah. There is always that interesting, like shove a Jag V6 in a Miata or one UZ yep. V8 in the Miata or oh, yeah. uh, there is oh there was someone it was a SEMA car I think but it was a car that actually drove and drove well uh, someone put a uh, a Coyote V8 in a Cayman yeah <laughs> and they had like the Boss 302 like intake and stuff you know what I, I just thought of something that I want to do just to piss you off if I had fuck you money what LS swap Porsche 4BT come and swap a Porsche. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even mad. <laughs> if I could get that to work somehow with this tall-ass four-cylinder diesel that I would not fit in the back of a Porsche at all. <laughs> Actually, well, first of all, what Porsche would you put that in? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. The Did problem is it would not fit in a 911 at all. It's way too tall. Like, because it's just straight up and down. Sure. I would, I would Here's push. what you do. Here's what you do. You okay. take a 924. Oh, Jesus. And just don't have a hood. <laughs> All I see is just this cylinder head in uh-huh. front of me. Yeah. Uh, Bad max of that shit. Or take an older 911 and just cut the body. <laughs> God. Of course you would. Uh, it would have to be mid-engined at that point. Mm-hmm. There is no rear engine there. Um, no, no, no. It would, the, it would be... Total rear engine. The engine would be almost out of the car. Because <laughs> <laughs> on a 911, it's facing backwards. Transmission yep. is in front versus yep. the other direction, which is the Caymans, where it's engine yeah. front, transmission back. Yeah. No, it would uh, It would basically be 70% rear, 30% front at that point. <laughs> at least. At least. You'd have this big old you know, four-cylinder diesel 2.8 just hanging out the back. Launch control at 2,000 RPM. Yeah. Or 800. Oh, that'd be great. But anyways, yeah. Back to back to the 90s V8 sports boats. Yeah, yeah, that's my call. It's kind of the traditional basic, like, yeah, duh, of course you would do that. Seeing, here's here's where I'm at. The SC motor, or that 1UZ, I've heard them uncorked a bit, and they do sound really, really good, and they are really, really robust. So I could see why you'd want to make that possibly the more sporty vehicle. Yeah. Here's my debate. I'm in agreement with you 100% on the Jag. I like the later XKs. That, that first-gen XK was pretty... Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, like the like the ones that followed, like the R and the RS, they were, look pretty good. Well, they look great. Yeah, yeah. they they're fast. Yeah, fast cars and got the, the RSs pretty... were in the five hundred horsepower range, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And got some pretty high praise from people. I mean, even when you know Jeremy drove them, he, he loved it. Yeah, um, 
I honestly think I would daily the Beamer. Um, and that was, it's a real hard toss up because Lexus is more, but those aren't, I mean, well, I guess the V 12s are the ones that are known to break and bankrupt people. The 4.4 V eight of that era, which is also the same. That was the base in the E 39 a little later on. And Um, it was also in the X five. Well, that's actually a different 4.4. That's a new generation. It was a later 4.4. Okay. Yeah. This 4.4, which was the um, more simple one that didn't have variable valve timing and all this crazy stuff. Because that pre, pre-variable that valve timing motors and like pre-Vanos cars are just like so much better. <laughs> yeah. Because um, those came in um, past that generation. Um, like that, that motor is pretty robust. There's as long as, um, as long as you're just maintaining it normally, it's, Probably one of the best engines that BMW made as far as, like, dependability and reliability go. But anyways, although, that like, overall, the Toyota would be more... Sorry, the Lexus, my bad, would be far more reliable and predictable. There's no doubt about that, just based on the fact it's not, you know, a German overpriced luxury barge. Um, it... I do also have to think that I would probably rather daily that one, like, as far as just comfort-wise. Daily what? The BMW. You would think that BMW would be more comfortable as a daily than a Lexus? Kind of, yeah. Explain. To me, where, like, Lexus of the 90s always lacked, things just don't feel as solid. You know, it's they're, they're well made, but they still seem to deteriorate much quicker and... Um, my apologies. That was my phone slipping off my lap. Um, <laughs> I have to disagree with you on that. Um, I have been in some Lexus vehicles recently, mm-hmm. not just Andrew's LS 400. Yeah. Yeah. But also, um, shout out to Randall Peralta. His, uh, cause he has an SC, right? Yeah. I've been, I've driven his SC. Yeah. And Derek also has an SC and there's some other <clears throat> friends of mine that have SCs. Yeah. And, I don't know. I mean, it feels like an LS 400. It feels, I mean, there's a lot of shared parts with that car, but, um, I don't know. Like for a car, I mean, I don't, I can't even remember what the mileage was on those cars, but they're, you know, mid nineties. Yeah. They were not low, low mileage examples. No. Um, they weren't exactly poverty spec, but they were, you know, I mean, they're 20 year old cars. Um, they didn't, seemed that aged really to me no and it's comparatively speaking to other cars of the era no they don't they still hold up much better than most of the average joes to me i'm just comparing like i've driven a couple i feel like they've aged better than bmw's though oh yeah the the 8 series you can definitely tell it was a product of the 90s there's no question especially on the interior as far as design and whatnot so so what are you getting at exactly then i just as a daily i prefer that you know the, f- the Lexus won't rattle like a BMW would. I don't think it would. That era of BMW rattling wasn't that bad. I've driven several of those 840s, like that spec, because we'd have them in at Wofford's occasionally. I haven't driven 840s, but I am fairly confident in Lexus's build quality. Of, I'm confident. of that era. I'm confident in both build qualities, actually. I don't think there will be rat- rattles really in either one overall. I just prefer the feeling of the German car as a daily. Mainly, just overall, it, it literally has nothing to do with like rattling or things like that. It's just it feels more solid. 
it doesn't feel quite as flimsy because it is heavier. It is a little bigger, um, not platform wise, but just you know, it's everything's a little more overbuilt in that German way. Okay, um, I'll give you which that. I'm gonna bet you. Let me look up here just for the fun of it. I bet you, the SC's lighter. Hmm. So let's see. I've never really given the 840 much of a thought. It's an interesting car. It, it is. It's not a track car. Not at all a track car. It I mean, is none big. of these cars are. None of them are. <laughs> um, but I mean, it is the one UZ would <clears throat> give you fewer issues on track. That was my other thing. It because it will just run. Mm -hmm. It will just take it like a champ. The BMW would have to be pampered along on track more so. Um, yeah. In daily, that's more what it's built to do is just cruise. Mm -hmm. Let's Blast see. freeways. I mean, that's what all these cars are for. In the end, yeah. Let's see. Wait, you, you Google one, I'll Google the other. Okay, I've got I've already got the SC400 done. Oh, wow, that's, that's really light, actually. Uh, what, what year? Um, so the 19... Oh, no, that's the 300. Hang on. 3604. Like we're like talking ninety five, um, that's a ninety two. But that first gen went from ninety one to two thousand. So you're pretty spec. You're right dab, smack dab in the middle of the range. Curb. Wait. How much? Um, For, and I want to confirm it's a four hundred, not a three hundred. Yes, four hundred is thirty six oh four with the automatic. 46? 36. 36? Yeah. <laughs> I told you, BMW is going to be... This is 41.67. Yeah, big difference. Yeah. Um, that's leading into the second reason. Like, I, I prefer that stouter feel on the road in regular driving. Road-hugging weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what that BMW is. It is <clears throat> a fat car that is really meant for that road, even more so than the other ones. Yeah. Um, and I think I just think that with a little bit of a setup, I think the Lexus would perform far more admirably on the track, not just from reliability, but from potential. But actually, like performance. Yeah. 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 You might be right, especially with fucking being five hundred pounds lighter. Yeah. To, to start with, let alone what you could do with weight reduction, you could probably. If I'm you, sure, I feel like there is more weight to take out. In the I mean, BMW. it still it still does have leather seats and all this other stuff. I bet you. I mean, they all do. That's the point of them. Mm -hmm. I bet you you could get that SC down to like 32, 33 with some good lightweight seats and taking out the rest of the interior and sound deadening mm -hmm, and all that and a lightweight exhaust and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at that point, it'd be a pretty a decent track car just to have fun with. Sure. Um. The BMW, I don't think you're ever getting anywhere down below like 38 or 37. <laughs> like, really? If you strip that out? It, the, the weight with those cars is just the sheer chassis. <laughs> like okay. just the thing is huge. I, I don't know anything about them, so I'm genuinely asking. They're pretty fat cars. Like let's see if there's even a size difference. So <clears throat> on the S. Lexus. Mm -hmm, I got it right here. Wait, wait, what dimensions are you looking up? Um, just like what? Actually, like, I'll just go to, uh, like, a Wikipedia page so I can just read off it. Yeah, wheelbase, like, length, width, and height. So just overall dimensions of the vehicle. First generation. Yeah, um, so wheelbase is 105. 105.9, so. 105.7. Yeah, so more or less the same. Um, length is 188. 
Oh, interesting. That's actually shorter. And width is 73. <laughs> and then it's three and a half inches wider. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your fat boy stance. Well, I mean, you know, more stable, better turn in or harder turn in. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> um, I have a curb weight of, well, 4,090 to 4,300. 4,300 <laughs> is definitely the V12. Oh, for sure. Um, but, yeah. but either way, still north of two tons. Um, whereas this is, you know, one and three quarter tons, which is actually not that bad. It's really not. Um, especially considering the fact you're still getting leather and wood and all that. Um, and, but yeah, and I think that's where I would stand. I think the Lexus would just honestly, in, in more ways, perform better on track than it would on the road. And the BMW, I think mainly the main thing was it just would not perform on track as well. Is it the potential wise? Interesting. Because um, again, there's no doubt that the Lexus would be more reliable in either situation. Um, it's just the Lexus. It's a Toyota. It's one UZ. Just runs. It's just gonna go. Um, but being that's the case, I would rather deal with the BMW on the road in the environment it was built to be in. No, that makes total sense. Than deal with it on the track in the environment it was never intended to be in. Whereas mm -hmm. the Toyota would, you know, still perform in both. You do know that there were uh, Alpinas made of the 8 Series? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I think I've seen the some. The V12 is what it's called. Um, yeah, the V12 engine bored out to 5.7 liters, along with the modified intake, crankshaft, camshafts, and a stainless steel exhaust, as well as a six-speed manual. Hey. Uh, made 412 horse, 0 to 60 in 5.8, and top speed of 300K. That's, oh, that's a gorgeous car. I actually really like BMW coupes of like 95 to like 85 to 95. Oh yeah. Because especially I also like like the, um, it's the E. The E24 is too, the six series. Mm -hmm. oh. So my buddy Richard, that was his first ever car was a 635 CSI. Like have we would have you seen the, the Alpinas? Like just oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, shark nose. gorgeous cars. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely where I would stand on those three. Is set. Sorry, Jag. Despite the fact that I love odd things, despite you giving me shit about like liking things just because they're odd and different and irreverent. It's more than that. It's it, they have to at least have some substance to them. That Jag just yeah. has no substance just, to me. Yeah, it doesn't have any redeeming qualities. Sadly, no. Like over the other ones. It really doesn't. If it was an XJ. Yeah, if it was an XJ, the irony is the if X. If it was a sedan, be like, fuck, yeah. The X. That. So the XK of that era was brand new. Brand new chassis, brand new engine, brand new everything. The XJ of that era Had was still a product the 70s, of the 70s. 70s, yeah. And, well, actually, late 60s. And wasn't officially finally killed off until the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, no, I, I believe that chassis started in 68, 67. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I, well, I, I've driven Sasha's. Uh, if, if you <laughs> listen back to Tuesday's episode, uh, my buddy Sasha that I've known for the past 15 years, um, he drives a Miata. He's selling his Honda Accord, um, but he and his family inherited from an estate of a, fa of a family friend of theirs. 
who passed away. Um, in 19, uh, I believe it's a 72 um, XJ6. Yeah. That is uh, painted from the factory in what's known as Pink Heather, which is this wild-looking, very 70s. Um, it's pink. It's just straight-up pink. Yeah. Um, and I drove that, actually, when Everyday Driver did a fast blast of it. I drove it back from where we were shooting uh, back down to Salt Lake. And, uh, yeah, a lot of play in that wheel. <laughs> There's a lot of input uh, in both steering and in brakes and just just all your inputs. There's just a lot that's required of it. But, you know, it's a super clean car, though. It, it, it won a, uh, an award at a car show in the 80s. Yeah. Like there's an actual like metal, like a steel or silver plate, like a plaque. Yeah, and that's just kind of what those cars are. That's where I think the XK8 to me went wrong, is those cars were originally went, according to um, Richard Lyons, Jaguar, one of the Jaguar main head honchos back in the day, was they were supposed to be about space, pace, and grace. Yeah. And to me, the XK8 literally didn't what? have any of those. No. It wasn't spacious, it didn't have a good pace, and it didn't look graceful. <laughs> it, just, it, didn't, it probably didn't drive that gracefully either. Yeah, I've, I haven't driven that Jaguar of that era, but I've driven its one of its cousins, the, uh, not, uh, the X-Type. Or I can't remember if it was the X-Type or the S-Type. Whichever one wasn't the Taurus derivative. They're both terrible. They both are, yeah. I just can't... Whichever one wasn't derived from the Taurus platform... I want to say the S-Type was, so it's probably the X-Type. It was the X-Type, because it was still a longitudinal V8 rear-wheel drive. Right. Um, yeah, still horrendous. <laughs> but basically, similarly shared interior and mm -hmm. drivetrain and ick. All yuck. Uh -huh. All bad. Those were dark times. Yeah. So... Anyways, on to brighter things. The weekend is, is here. Um, let us know if you have any fun plans. Um, I'm going to be driving a Stinger, and I'm very happy. Nice. I might try to <laughs> get... I might try to drive somebody's car this weekend. I'm not telling you who, because I don't want to share it. I know. You're a dick. Yep. Takes one to no one. <laughs> yep uh no i don't think i have any besides meeting up with our buddy andrew and getting shout, my stinger fix I shout out andrew casey on mm -hmm. motor united i don't think i will be doing anything else car related except for just working so yeah i don't think i have any i'm not working this weekend well, yeah. Cool. Now well, that we've actually, established that we're boring people. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, fuck, dude. I'm, I, well, actually, hold on. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I, I just gave you a bunch of video files. I just gave you some homework. Well, um, yeah. Justin is cutting together, or will be cutting together by the time you hear this. He's hopefully currently cutting together um, our MULA video because I'm kind of burnt out on car videos for for the year. <laughs> I'm kind of done. Uh, it, it, it actually. We, do you want to wrap this up or do you want to keep talking for a little bit? I would say probably wrap it up. I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> You're tired as fuck? Okay. And I got a 35-minute drive home still. All right. Well, we'll save the, what I'm about to what I wanted to say for another talk, for another day. Hooray for spacing things out. Yay, pacing. Anyways, uh, happy weekend. Let us know if you have any fun plans. And uh, we'll catch you on the flippity-flop.
Uh, until next time, I've been Gavin. And I've been Justin. And this has been the Exhibition of Speed podcast.